Hey, Taco the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. This Saturday, October 19th, Sun Eaters, the band who writes all the music you hear here on Taco the Town, will be live in concert at The Brick. That's right. Saturday, October 19th, at The Brick, Sun Eaters, 1727 McGee. They're playing a show with Till Willis and Erratic Cowboy. It's a night of fuzzy indie rock, locally brewed music by independent musicians. And if you ask them nicely, they might just play you the Taco the Town theme song. And if there are any tacos at the brick, buy one, bring it to me, bring it to the band, and they will eat it live on stage. Actually, I don't know if they'll do that. That that might be pushing it, but that would be really cool. They'd love to see some Taco the Town fans out there. So love to see you this Saturday, October 19th, Sun Eaters in concert at the Brick. Now onto the show. Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. You've tuned in to a very special episode of Taco the Town. This is our two-year anniversary episode. Two years ago this month, we started this journey to eat every taco in the town and surrounding taco towns. We've eaten at 95 taco places in the KC metro area and beyond. Only 105 or so more to go, and we won't stop until we've tasted every taco in the town. So much has happened in the taco verse over the past year. Today, we'll be looking back at highlights, lowlights, and good taco times from the last year here on Taco the Town. You know, Taco the Town is labeled a taco podcast. But we're not just a taco podcast. We talk about other types of food in Kansas City. Music, love, hip-hop, dance, culture, movies, laughter, and life. Some would say, like my tattoo on my lower back says, tacos are life. And I tend to agree with that. So Taco the Town is a podcast about life. So grab some tacos, pull up a comfy chair, and take this trip down memory lane with us. Welcome to Taco the Town, our two-year anniversary special. We've had the chance to visit with some amazing guests here on Taco the Town this year. Our guest taco reviewers, I want to thank everyone for being on the show this last year. We've had some amazing conversations with some amazing people here in KC and beyond. I'll never forget back in January when we had Kansas City mayoral candidate and friend of the show, Jolie Justice on as a guest, along with executive producer Chris Garibaldi and Taco the Town pal, actor, writer, acrobat, Michael McMillan. Jolie 
discussed her days living in Branson, Missouri, and her days hobnobbing with Branson superstars. Touched on that a bit, yeah. We uh, talked about how I had a chance to meet with many of the shining lights of the country and, and Western music Shoji industry. Chibuchi, did oh you meet with goodness. Shoji? Yes, I completely forgot about Shoji. Of course, he was a regular. Absolutely. Did you ever get invited back to Soji Chibuchi's mansion? I have never been back to his mansion, but <laughs> but Shoji Tabuchi had dinner at my house one night. So you, you invited Whoa. him to your house. Yeah. I was kidding yeah. about Shoji Chibuchi. No. You he, really know Shoji Chibuchi. Absolutely. He what came to be, dinner at our what house. What would be the trinity of, of st- Branson stars? Would it be Andy Williams, rest in peace, Soji Tabuchi, and Yako Shmirnoff? Would that be the three? No, no, oh. you can't call it, can't count Yakov. Although, did you see he's building a new condominium office complex called Yakov Towers? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> well, I know where I'm retiring. <laughs> in America. What a country. Um, and in, Were uh, you with Scott Hartley, bass player of the Sun Eaters, author of the Taco the Town theme songs, when he was at 7 Eleven? And Yakov Shmirnov just pulled up to the front door of 7-Eleven. I like, was, but the story's a little bit wrong. It was the Walmart. Oh, the Walmart. The local Walmart. So he just parked in front, got out, and just left so, his So, yeah. So he, he had a Jaguar and the personalized license plates. Any guesses? Comrade. Uh, comrade. Excellent. Of course. I was going to say like a <laughs> smushed combo of what a country. Yeah. W-H-T-A-C-N. Yeah, so he just pulled right up on the sidewalk waiting for his wife to come out. She uh, came out. He was mad. Came out with a basket full of stuff she'd apparently taken a long time and and, uh, mainly arts and crafts type thing. She was going to do some bedazzling that day. Oh. (laughs) And uh, he was not happy with how long it took to get out of that Walmart. An American wife? A Missourian wife? What did did he have? You know. Russian wife? Honestly, I did not stop to ask her her background. Are you asking Julie to judge a person by their looks? Right. I was just, that was a trick. I wanted to see if she'd fall for it. She She's was an super fancy. Politician. <laughs> what what other dirt do you have on Yakov Shmirnov? <laughs> it's probably the extent of, of my, Is my there like Yakov. a column in the local Branson newspapers like, look what Yakov did this week. <laughs> there, wasn't a, there wasn't a secret meeting between you and Yakov at some point in your political career. No. Where he offered you some information on no, your No, there was no Yakov collusion whatsoever. <laughs> okay. That, that did Hashtag not exist. no collusion. <laughs> so. <laughs> we also discussed on that episode the proper way to pronounce salsa with executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Street taco is good. I need to get um some salsa on it. Yeah. Michael, can you pass me a random salsa? Now, Chris, you say salsa with a Z. I do. Where'd that come from? well dave when all my life growing up i've been ignorant and so i've just sort of pronounced words as i saw fit salsa as i sort of i sort of glommed onto that like there are people who say leslie i say leslie i say leslie too yeah so there's something about leslie and salsa that makes me go to the z sound as opposed to the i like it sound i like it Actually, it's more exotic, I think. If my um, dialects lessons from college are still correctly aligned in my brain, Leslie is correct because the S follows a a vowel but precedes a consonant. So that's when you get the Z sound. Salsa is actually salsa because it's uh, the S follows a consonant, but it's before a vowel. So okay. Then you, per, you it's an unvocalized S. Now these 
in the, as like other things in the English language, some of this, some of these rules don't apply across the board. But in general, that's how you can tell how you're supposed to vocalize or unvocalize that S. See, there you go. I'm ignorant. You bring in an educated person, they tell you how to do it. Well, you're correct about Leslie. So right about that. What if it's more fun to say Solza? What well, is more fun to say? Well, now you're adding an accent where it doesn't belong, but you can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. <laughs> okay, um, Mr. Professor. Another highlight from this season was when we reviewed the brand new controversial Guy Fieri taco joint in the Power and Light District. Needless to say, my guests, Evany Bing and Sam Billen, were not impressed. I don't see a lot of wacky shirts. I don't get this place, but I'm happy to be here. I am too. With you guys, mainly. Honestly, like in terms of a demographic here, there's not a demographic. No, there's it's not. It's across the board. It's Maybe it's because it's a weekend. Yet, yet, if I was not on the podcast, I might have been gone by now. <laughs> I might. I'm waiting for those tacos, though. Those tacos are going to be good. I don't know. It's just, it's got a, like a Chili's vibe. Yes! Right? Yeah. It's got a it very chili vibe. Like chilies it's in like here. chilies if there were no waitresses. Yes! <laughs> right, right. It's like chilies minus the chicken crispers. You know, and the, the music is very ribs. loud. The music's yeah. loud. It's like if chilies and on the border had a baby. Yeah! Right? With a little bit of uh, TGI Fridays mixed with in. Chewies. Yeah, but yeah. Chewies Whoa, has the chewies, lights. Yeah. Yeah. Chewies is we another good one. We are baking under some like baking lights. We're under french fry lights. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. It is pretty toasty in here. Also on that Guy Fieri episode, I thought I'd run some taco catchphrases by my guests. Kind of like Guy Fieri has his catchphrases. I just need to step my food reaction game up here on the podcast and get on Guy Fieri's level. So I decided I'd run some of these catchphrases past my guests and kind of get their thoughts on them. I was thinking about incorporating some catchphrases in my show. I really don't have any. Like when I usually just take a bite out of a taco, I say, wow. wow. That's, a, that's a super. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really that original. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, He's got a song called Wow. Here are some I'm working on. You guys give me thumbs up, thumbs down, or just yay or nay on these catchphrases. Oh, hold on. Let's turn the music up, guys. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. They just turned on some death wow. metal. Wow. Like, crank it up. The podcast is over. That is why we're <laughs> shouting. It is very loud. Right, here we go. Here. Yeah. Okay, here's some catchphrases. This is taco-rific. Nope. Next. Go. That's a tasty taco. I like that. That's good. That's classic. Or TT. Taco about a tasty taco. We're going to have to think on that one. I might have to sleep on that. Okay. okay uh, we'll Let it marinate. Yeah. Well, slap my pappy. No. Sorry, what's up? That sounds kind of sexual. Okay. This taco's tickling my tummy. No, that sounds like you're about to have diarrhea. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's usually the case. <laughs> that's, that's what tacos do to you. Here's another one. Tacos take me away. No, I like that this is taco terrific because you could say this is TT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. TT. It's good. Oh, here's one. If it ain't crunching, I ain't munching. That's yeah, I like that. Again, sounds like a junior high sexual joke though, okay. so I don't know. Uh, Hooba stink. Yeah. I like that, that one. Because that one just hits it right on the right yeah. on the nose. This taco is tops. That's okay. Totally taco-tastic. Okay. Yeah, we're getting warmer. Okay, okay. Totally taco-tastic tasty. Yeah, taco-tastic tasty. Terrific. Oh, okay. I could combine some. Yeah. Yeah. Yum yum in my tum tum. No. Okay. No. This is if I have a really good guacamole. Guaca waka waka. I like that one. Okay. That's good. Okay, thanks guys. I'll work on those. How about this? Whoa, 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 whoa. When are they going to turn down the music? <laughs> How about that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. When am I going to get our taco When am I going to get our taco? <laughs> yeah, still working on the catchphrases. None of them have really stuck quite yet. Uh, back in July, 
on our T.O. Cali episode, we were joined by film experts Jerry Rapp and Sean Edwards of Fox 4. They were on the show and we discussed tacos in film and what movies would have been made better with the inclusion of tacos. This is a great question for you guys, if I do say so myself. Is there a movie out there you think could have been made better with the inclusion of tacos? Oh, that's a great question. A Mystic Pizza. A movie that could have been... <laughs> Mystic Pizza. A movie that could have been made better with the inclusion of tacos. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Do the Right Thing. Because you could have eliminated the whole riot scene. That's a pizza just would, movie, right? If they just would have had a second restaurant. Like, they were so mad because the owner didn't have any black people on the wall. If there just would have been some Hispanics that owned a, a taco shop in Brooklyn, then we'll everything was the movie. Radio Rahim would have never died. <laughs> we never got killed by the cops. They just would have been like, you know what? We hate pizza. We're going to go here and get some tacos mm-hmm. with our brown brothers. So pizza, I think, these movies have a lot of pizza. Pizza, lot of pizza. is always think, in the movie. Think of it had been Mystic Tacos. It could have been something fresh and different and yeah. not on the pizza train. What like is the coolest movie where like, sort of tacos are the main? Nothing. Tacos are underrepresented. In, they are. Uh, in Jerry, f- you cinema. have a nitpick about tacos in film, right? They're not, uh, they're not represented well in film. Yeah. I've seen a couple of scenes where people might be eating tacos. I might be hearkening back now to Cheech and Chong, perhaps. Were there not tacos in Wayne's World? No. There were not tacos in Wayne's World. Pizza, probably. People eat tacos. The, the contents spill out. There's no appreciation for the design that went into them. They're used as a prop, and they're kind of treated like you might treat a horse or something. But it's know. weird that tacos aren't in movies more, especially like those big chill-type movies where you have a group of friends who come together. They're mostly eating like not, spaghetti, right? Yeah, yeah, you always have a group of friends who haven't seen each other for a long time. And in real life, when you have a group of friends who haven't seen each other for a long time, They'd be in tacos. To, you go to the taco place. You go to the taco joint. You yep. go to the Mexican spot. Yep. Because you get you, you get you a picture of margaritas, picture the beers are like whatever. That's where you go in real life. Groups of friends who reunite always like, always eat tacos. Man, you, could, you is know there tacos in Encino, man? Or is there? I don't know. Yeah, but no it's idea. also affordable too because if you haven't been around a group of friends for a long time. You're not going to go to a super expensive restaurant because you don't know who's going to like all chip in. You know, you you go, right. you go someplace where the bill's big, man. That, that falls on the most successful person. Right, yeah. You so go to a taco joint, to everybody can just throw in a 20. Tuesday. So was there ever any movies with uh, taco in the title? Oh, wow. Uh, there's some movie that's on cable a lot, but I think it's on the Spanish network. It's called like <laughs> Taco Truck or okay. something like that. But a series? Yeah, it might be a series. Were there any taco scenes in that movie Chef with John Favreau? I doubt it. Didn't he own a taco truck? I think in Three Amigos they eat traditional tacos. Eat Remember traditional. there's a scene when Chevy Chase is trying to eat a burrito and the, the fillings oh, yeah. fall out the yeah, end? That's the only I'm thing. telling you, it just hasn't happened. It's underrepresented, movies. yeah. It is. Well, it really is. Man, have there been no taco scenes in any black movies? That's really false. Because yeah. black women love tacos. They're always at the... Really? No, I'm some I'm, I'm saying. I mean, shit. I mean, they're always there. I think you're, you're raising a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the best man should have had a taco scene. Because they would have all went to a Mexican restaurant. Come on, Taraji P. Henson looks like she can eat 20 tacos and be call it a day. <laughs> not not nothing because you're she looks like she can eat 20 yeah, tacos. She looks like she enjoys three ta- margaritas enjoy and be tacos, like, I'm yeah. good. You know, we recorded at a lot of cool locations this past year, one being one Arrowhead Drive, Arrowhead Stadium, before a Chiefs Bengals game. And uh, that was probably one of the highlights of the past year. And here we are pondering the power and magic 
of the chosen one, Patrick Mahomes the second. How far do you think Patrick Mahomes could throw a taco? Depends on if it's hard or soft shell. If he, it, <laughs> honestly, if it's soft shell and he rolls it like a little burrito, that thing's going yards. You think Patrick Mahomes could throw a football out of this stadium? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They they have they have video of him throwing a ball. I think it was seventy five yards on his back foot, and he's been doing that since college. Yeah. So you know, I would not be surprised about a Pat Cannon. Pat Cannon. Pat Cannon. God, I hate when the news outlets steal videos of me throwing 70 yards and then, and then claim it's Patrick. Yeah. Another awesome episode from last year was our Halloween episode when we did a seance at a haunted taco spot with real mediums that could speak to the spirits inside the taco place. We were at Dos Reales in Shawnee. Uh, some strange stuff happened when our mediums offered the spirits a taco. EVPs is electronic voice phenomena. If you have a recorder, you can't really hear EVPs through your ear, like say just when you're listening. It helps if you have a recorder, they will, when you play back, you might be able to hear a voice. And sometimes it's, um, when you hear an EVP, it sounds very distant, but it has a certain type of sound to it. As we were editing the episode, we heard a noise in one of the clips that no one can explain. I was talking to Kathy, whispering her some information, and a strange noise popped up in the background. No one heard this noise when we were recording live. Let's listen to that clip again. They said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. We wait for whatever spirits are inside the restaurant to come to us instead of seeking them out. The ghost box or spirit box began to answer Denise's questions. Can you hear what it's saying back to us? Do it and we put headphones on and we're very quiet, there would be more of a semblance of uh, order or, or a word would, and you'd say, oh, I heard that, I heard that. You understand what you're saying? Yeah. Slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Are there any spirits here that would like to speak with us tonight? These are Tom. Is there a Tom here? We brought you a taco. Perfect. Do you like tacos? We love tacos. What's your favorite taco? Mexican. We're at a Mexican restaurant. We can make you a taco if you like one. I'm sure it's been a long time since you've had a taco. I don't 
don't know what kind of sauce you like on your taco, but I brought Diablo. I think it's double sauce. Are you laughing? <laughs> it sounded like laughing. I it sounded like evil laughing. Uh, uh, uh. All right, <laughs> since you're not going to tell us, I'm going to go ahead and put Diablo on your taco. Another cool location we recorded the show at this past year was the Loud and Local Music Festival in Riverside, Missouri, where we caught up with actress Sarah Tuttle Shear, who told us about the time she was a semi-nude body double sharing the screen with one George Clooney in the film up in the air. My husband, boyfriend at the time, went with me, but he wasn't on set. So first of all, they, they you know, get my hair all done, and, and I meet Vera Farmiga and talk to her a little bit. And it was just so cool. Like The whole experience was, was I was like, I really, this is what I should be doing with my life. I should be a famous actress. Why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> yeah, so filming it was pretty cool. I was naked with pasties and... Uh, but I felt comfortable enough, like, you know, whatever. It's the body that, you know, I was born with, kind of. <laughs> How many uh, takes did you do of that scene? I think they maybe did four or five takes. It wasn't a lot. Um, it's just you so walking in and laying naked. down. They actually, right. They tied a, 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 um, a tie around my, looks like a, a man's necktie around my oh, waist. Yeah. yeah. And they had me walk across the room, all seductive like, climb up on this bed and lay down. And then George Clooney was lying right there, actually on, weirdly. Oh, he's on the oddly, floor. On the floor. Yeah. But he, he too was naked. He had a little like hand towel over his um, nether regions. Uh -huh. And there was like just enough hair to make you go, oh, yeah, he's naked down there. <laughs> um, but it was fun. So Clooney was naked too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it was just, it was real casual. And I, I was trying to, I was trying to be so professional and I wish I would have got that selfie with him. And my, wasn't your mom, didn't your mom, wasn't she upset that you didn't try to like flirt with him and like marry date, him? date him and yeah. marry him? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we all love, you know, love my, my husband. <laughs> of course. We took some taco Terrific out of town taco trips this past year. We traversed the taco time zones to taste test tasty tacos in other towns. We did the show on location in Nashville, Tennessee, Los Angeles, California, and Chicago, Illinois. When we were in Nashville after a night of too many tacos and too many drinks, things got weird with guests Michael McMillan, Daniel Higby, and Jordan Hale where the topic of manspreading and if Charlie Chaplin ate tacos came up. Just one criticism. Be aware of the manspreading oh, yeah. There's a lot in of that. Robert's Western world. There's a lot of manspreading going on in Nashville in general, but <laughs> definitely, especially, especially on Broadway. Has anyone ever thought about opening up a sandwich shop called manspreading? <laughs> Well, now I have. We you should get, talk after. You but get that's... a spreading butter knife <laughs> that's four butter knives wide. <laughs> and when you ask for mayo, they spread it beyond the bun. And in fact, it gets a little it's bit on your arm on you. and on your tray. And if you have a service pet with you, it might get on their head. The head of I your like, dog. It would be the, the sloppiest made sandwiches in town. And no apologies. <laughs> Definitely no apologies. The man spread. Man spreading oh, sandwiches. And the logo is just too wide open. <laughs> 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 
It's just, it's just me and David. Mayo dripping. It's just David's I, and I, my legs I, spread yeah. wide with uh, two four wide butter knives <laughs> just on display. Watch out for that man spread sandwich. God, we'd sell millions. Do you think that Charlie Chaplin ever ate a taco? Probably. No, he never did. I bet he went. He, I bet he went to Mexico for sure. Yeah, but did he That's ever? Did he traveled. Where would he have? Because he didn't get it at Musso and Frank's, which is one of no. our favorite restaurants. Daniel, that's another episode. Musso and Frank. I might be this. Does Musso and Frank's have tacos on the menu? No. I think you could make Absolutely a taco if you needed not. to, but they don't. They would. It's a kind of a place they would make you one if you asked for it. They but do they not. don't have it on the no, menu. No, it's not on the menu. Did Charlie Chaplin eat a taco? I'm going with yes. I'm going to say I'd, 75%. I would of, say yes for how much he probably traveled. I think Buster Keaton ate his body weight in tacos during his time on this planet. Charlie Chaplin, I don't think he ever ate a taco. I don't. Well, they were around the same time. You think Charlie Chaplin was just opposed to tacos? I don't think he ate yeah, a taco. Yeah, what are you saying about man. Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, I what think Buster Keaton was more daring. I think Charlie Chaplin was like, I, what is this? I don't think he ever <laughs> saw one. Guys, this is important. It's up for debate. Did though? Charlie Chaplin eat a taco? Yeah, I'm going with the app. No, I'm going with no way. No tacos have been around in Southern California for a long time. I'm going. I'm going. I want to see the Mexico research. Yeah. For sure. I haven't done right. any of it. Did Paul Newman eat a taco? For sure. For, for sure. sure. For, for oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Let's walk this back. <laughs> Cary Grant, Defs ate a taco. I'm going to go with no on that. Really. Cary Grant? Like, I'm not going to eat this. I won't eat this. <laughs> what is this on my plate? Why isn't it a sandwich? Get it out of my face. I like bread in between <laughs> on on the other side of my meat. Why there's no there's no bread on this sandwich. <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie Ch Chaplin can't order anything cuz he's, he's, he's mute. A, he's mute. Yep. Yeah, I was so sad that he was mute. In Los Angeles, we ate at Salazar, a great taco joint in Frogtown of LA. We were joined by Michael McMillan again and by a Taco the Town super fan and longtime pal of executive producer Chris Garibaldi, Artemis Armas. We reminisced about the time Art was in a movie with me and Michael about 20 years ago that Chris Garibaldi shot called The Trouble with Airbags. I last saw you in probably, what was it, fall of 1997. Yeah. Me and Michael and Chris, we shot a movie in Columbia, Missouri. He did. He That's did. the last time I saw you, except for watching the movie back. It's been a while. Do you have any memories of filming the epic I do. movie Trouble with Airbags? I just remember how young you guys were. <laughs> <laughs> It's we seeing were. you guys. It was just—it's just amazing to see you guys again. So again, it's an honor to see you guys, and we it were, was great. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just following you guys. And Chris was just telling me what to do. So played we just followed a, uh, a guy who sold beer to underage kids, kids. Yeah, out of his out apartment, of basement apartment. <laughs> 
Again, not a good guy. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but certainly the hero of those kids' stories until they died in a car accident <laughs> at the hands of a demonic airbag. That's so can also, you still see that? So could you still pull that online, up? It's online, right? Is it online, Is Chris? it streaming on Netflix? I think I took it down because the concept of giving underage kids liquor probably doesn't age uh, well. Yeah, I, I swapped the uh, Olympia beer out with uh, Pepsi. Walkie <laughs> talkie. I swapped the demon out with the little bunny that comes in and combs their hair. <laughs> it's a training movie. It's about not doing that. So it's actually an educational yeah, it's, film. It's a morality tale. It is a morality tale. You are misunderstanding your own moral. In reality, though, that was the first day I was <laughs> ever intoxicated. <laughs> really? You forgot. Art's beer is, is the first <laughs> the time I ever got drunk. So you're saying I'm a bad influence again. You yeah, too, right? yeah, there it comes again. Yeah. The story of my life. I forget my own moral. <laughs> And I hadn't seen Dave in a year or two. And we um, were on that, that, what was that cliff called? We called them the cliffs. We were just up there really drinking beer and smoking cigars. And I looked over and saw Dave was drunk. And I was like, are you drunk? And Dave goes, I've never had beer before. Art also told us about the time in the military when he made the best of a bad situation and ate a leaf and worm taco. Very brave man. Hey, Dave, can I tell you a story about, uh, um, I did in- eat insects once. So, yeah. um, so it's part of my training that I do for the military. We go to survival school, right? So you have to eat, like, it's all in the, it's all in the mind, right? It's all my mind, mind over matter. So they took us out. Um, they said, hey, you got to eat all this stuff in front of you. Or you got to pick one of you. You got to pick one of these things. So we went in there. They had some worms. They had some uh, crickets. Um, they had some other, steak. Yeah, they had some other different <laughs> stuff in there. So. The guy, the guy, the instructor specifically has said, hey, you can't, don't eat anything until I tell you how to eat it. So we had a flight surgeon who was basically the guys that take care of pilots. So what he did is he took the, the cricket and he ate it. And you know what the thing did? You're supposed to take the legs off before you got it. So what it did, it expanded out and it got stuck in his throat. Oh. You know, he was really, this guy was a really cocky guy, right? And got stuck in his throat. So we had to air vac him out. And, he, and, the, guy, and the instructor oh laughed at him and he said, that's exactly why you're supposed to listen to what I what I did. So so you just ignore him about taking yeah, the yeah. legs Yeah, yeah, and then out. we got a ship, and he's a doctor, right? <laughs> this so is also ship good him. advice yeah. if you're ever like <laughs> swallowed by a lion or a large predator. Stick your arms out on their throat <laughs> and push back. Put them out. Yeah. And so what I had to eat was uh, I I decided to pick the earthworm, right? I don't know what what the heck I want to do it. So what I thought about, it, I was like, hey, I might as well enjoy it. So I got a leaf. I'm thinking, hey, let's make this like a taco, right? So I got the leaf. <laughs> I put the worm in there and I just munched away, right? And it just tasted like dirt. But you know what? I did I did my part and I was able to pass the course. So I wish I had a little salsa, it would have been a little better with it. That's one of the most amazing (laughs) survival stories I've ever heard. Make it into a taco. That's right. With a leaf. That is that's great. So uh, so how was it? What did it, it taste? It like? tasted like dirt, but it was it was good. <laughs> it <tastes like> dirt. <laughs> you had to eat it, you know. You had to do it with a step. When we did the show in Chicago, we visited with musician friend of the show Matt Nalbach, and he reminisced about all the bad band names he and executive producer Chris Garibaldi had in their youth growing up in Chicago. They were in a lot of bands and they had a lot of bad band names. So uh, the Hack and Cracks yeah. and Guy with a Snake on his face. <laughs> yeah. Those were some great good uh, names. Good yeah. band names. I, I've been in some bands with great names and terrible names. Oh, Actually, gr- Tours, I think, is probably a terrible name for a band. <laughs> That's from, the one you're in now. From was bad also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The name was arrived at before. I joined, and everybody agrees it's terrible. Because you try to look up, like, hey, when's Tours playing? Like, Tours, Chicago. <laughs> like, That's, yeah. you can't get anywhere with that. 
You get everything. Whereas man with snake on face, that's, yeah. a, that's a brilliant internet search right there. Yeah, or, <laughs> Actually, it got morphed into snake with your mom's balls on his face right. I think, at one point. Well, yeah. man with a snake on his face came from SCTV. SCTV yeah. And then, yeah, it was... Um, snake with a man on his face? Or, well, <laughs> well, then my mom wanted to change... It was snake with a, a man's balls on his face. Right. And then my mom wanted to change the man's name to the pickles. So it right. became the pickles, the pickles for a little while. <laughs> what about pickle with a man on its face? That would be a good one. Pickle with a snake's balls on his man's face. That's a great band name. Speaking of executive producer Chris Garibaldi, when he joins us on the show, he always seems to have a fun and or sad emotional tale to tell. We always love having him on as a co-host or guest. On our Cinco de Mayo episode we recorded at Manny's, Chris told us about growing up wishing that Henry Winkler, aka the Fonz, was his dad. As we've talked about, I've had a I had a fairly dark childhood mm. and um, part of it was that I wished that when I would be home at night on a Friday or Saturday night watching Happy Days reruns, I was hoping that uh, Henry Wrinkler would be my father. And one very sad night, I got out a piece of paper and a pen and I wrote a letter to, to the Fonz asking him if he'd be my dad. I think I was 10 years old at the time. And then flash forward to 22 years later when I'm sitting in a Warner Brothers restaurant and uh, at the, on the lot at the the commissary, the fancy commissary, not the one wonderful where, commissary, yeah, one of the best, right? Not where the you know ER extras go, but the fancy one. And uh, he was sitting at a table right next to me, and I thought about just walking over there and laying my whole "Will you be my father?" trip on him, but I figured that was an inappropriate moment to do so, so I didn't. But I, I stared lovingly, and then just a week, a few weeks ago, we had the opportunity. He was shaking people's hands. He was hugging them. At Comic-Con. Like a father would do to a son who he was proud of. Like So I thought about going up to him and explaining to him, I'm a well-known uh, producer, executive producer of a podcast in this town. I, I you know, have two children. My daughter's in college. I've really made it, Dad. And... Uh, <laughs> now I really am crying. For real. And I uh, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And you didn't have the letter on you. I didn't have the letter on me. That would have been really something. Wait, did you send the letter? Is it possible? I never sent it. it. Oh, okay. The story of my life is basically me (laughs) aspiring to be Henry Winkler's son and having three opportunities to act upon it and not taking those opportunities. This is like sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) (laughs) Things often get emotional on the show when the B word is brought up. Yes, I'm talking about burritos. As everyone knows, Taco the Town is a no burrito zone. We don't allow burritos to be spoken of or eaten on Taco the Town. On an episode this past year, guest Chris Leon didn't know the rules and faced my wrath. Those are manly, big, thick, crunchy shells. Right. So I got three ground beef, crunchy tacos. I put the super hot salsa on there. And it's it's pretty warm. It's not super hot. I like usually like it a lot hotter, but this is pretty good. And then I got the steak burrito, which is you know, really good I, uh, because it's, I'm, this is a definitely a homemade tortilla. Chris, I, I, uh, love homemade tortillas. I didn't know that you ordered a burrito. Uh, did you not know the rules of the show? Well, I'm uh, I'm not a 
I'm not a rule follower, naturally. So um, We don't talk about burritos, and we don't eat burritos here on Taco okay. the Town. I'll just go ahead and take that home uh, <laughs> for, for later. Man, as you can tell, I was very heated in that exchange with Chris Leon. Do not get on my burrito side. We had another unfortunate incident this year on an episode at the Red Kitchen in Lenexa with Open Belly Podcast host Daniel Lehman. We were supposed to get breakfast tacos, but uh, there was some miscommunication. And uh, let's just say uh, they were breakfast burritos. Here we are with our taco review portion of the show. Danielle, something happened (laughs) when we went down to get the tacos. Yeah, this is a fail on my part. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Took you to a burrito spot, I guess. So... And you even, you vetted the place and they said they would have tacos today. Well, so I've had these before, but I didn't order them. Like I said, she brought them to me. So I, they look like tacos to me, but they, they call them burritos because they fold. Right. The, it's a, I mean, it's the size of a street taco, more or less, a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. So we asked them for tacos. They said, we don't have tacos. We have burritos. So, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to fold this so it's, yeah, if you just open up the flap, it yeah, all of a sudden it just, it's a taco. Yeah, just open the flap and yeah, you've got a taco. a taco. Hey, this one looks like a breakfast taco now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just open the flap. I held it together that day. We got through it. I was on edge, kind of in meltdown mode, but I, I held it together. All I had to do was alter the tortilla and my burrito kind of transformer style into a taco. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get by. Sometimes in life and in tacos, it's all about the way the tortilla is folded. Uh, While we're on the topic of the dreaded B word on a recent episode, another guest, Lauren Caldwell, revealed that sometimes she eats her burritos in a special location. Are we anti-burrito here? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Are you anti-burrito? Um, sure. Now we're going to bad Wait, burritos. you're pro-burrito? I'm like not against them. But, but I mean, pre- like for them. as a pre-race food. Oh, you know, tacos I are where actually to go. had a burrito Saturday. It was a post-race burrito. Well, so burritos are a post-race food. Yeah, but burritos are great. I ate it in the bathtub. Okay. Yeah, it's the best place. You know, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about this. <laughs> Burritos might be better to eat in a bathtub than oh, tacos. Yeah, yeah they're more the, tidy. Like they kind of, they usually, yeah. unless they're like crazy overstuffed burritos. That might be but, the only good thing about mm-hmm. burritos. Yeah. I see. I'm imagining her with one of those hot plates they bring out in the restaurant with like the <laughs> right. doused in red sauce. <laughs> no, no, no. Like at uh, Ponax has those. So, yeah. you know, so this is a Poncho's burrito. Oh, even better. I, oh. I ran. I do support Poncho's. Yeah. I ran about like 11 miles on Saturday and I was so tired. And I was like, all I want to do is like eat and take a bath. And so I did both at the same time. At the same time. It was so fantastic. Conserving time. Are tacos a good first date meal? Back in February, Brooke Roberts joined me on the show and we discussed some bad taco dates that we've been on. Do you have a taco related question you'd like to ask me? Have you ever been on a bad date involving tacos? Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. Um, Funny enough, it was at Taco Tico. Shut up. Was it really? In Ottawa, Kansas. <laughs> and it was a, you know, we had partied the night before and we were in Lawrence at KU and uh, the girl was like, 
Hey, let's take a road trip. And I was like, you want to go get some taco Tico? And she's like, taco Tico. What's that? And I'm like, you've never had taco Tico. Get in the car. Okay. We're going, I think we're going to Ottawa, Kansas. So we get in the car, take a cool road trip down to Ottawa, having a good time. I think we're still a little hungover and maybe still drunk from the <laughs> night before. And uh, we, you know, don't we, try this at home kids. We go inside the taco Tico. There is no one inside the taco Tico. It is abandoned. There's maybe one person behind the counter. Does it it's about it's and it's lunchtime yeah. on like a Saturday. We're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't eat here. And I'm like, no, we're eating Taco Tico. We drove all the way to Ottawa to yeah. get Taco Tico. And, um, you know, we have a nice meal. I have my, you know, three tacos. And I think she had a taco and a burrito. Not a taco burger. No, no, okay. no she was afraid. <laughs> She's an, an adult with functioning <laughs> yeah, teeth. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, we were just, you know, and she was normal. We were both, you know, oh, normal. And then we got into the parking lot and she threw it all up the minute she stepped into the parking lot. Oh my God. Yeah. That's horrible. Did you as well? No. Were you was, feeling any kind of I sickness? Or? I was good. So do you think it was the booze I and think- then she doused it with some high quality taco you know, foods. Yeah. Maybe it was, she was still, she's still sick or she, yeah. I don't know if she threw up the night before, but yeah, she threw up all of her taco. Tico. So did that lead to a date number two? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> Recent guest, Megan Werner on our tipsy taco episode told us all about the time she ended up getting tipsy on tequila in Mexico and ended up sleeping in a tree. So what happened? It was over too much tequila? Yeah. So there's actually a place in Mexico called Tequila Mexico. It's a lot of cactuses. That's how. It's a town? Yeah. And they have very regularly tequila festival. And so you know how you buy like a nice bottle of tequila and there's a worm in it, right? Yeah. So in this town, they have vats of tequila and at the bottom of the vat is a snake. Uh, you know, whoa. proportionally <laughs> worm to snake, bottle to vat. So you just, um, you buy a ladle in Tequila, Mexico, and then you just dip your ladle into the vat, and then you go to different vendors to get, like, mixers for your tequila. And then once the vat is empty, they grill the snake, and you eat it. Oh, my God. And none of this went well for me. Is this an episode of True Detective? Pretty close to it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close to it. You're ruining the next season right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which you're actually starring that. in. So, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so by the time I got home, I was um, intoxicated. Would be the very like polite way of discussing the state I was in. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, how are you traveling down there? Taxis. Taxis. Yeah. Okay. Taxis. And um, my host family's house. They're. It's not like a traditional house like we think of. Casa. It was a casa. It was a casa. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. But the house, the rooms for where the people studying abroad Uh had its own set of stairs like outside. But so did like the kitchen had its own area and their bedroom. Like everywhere just kind of opened into a courtyard and then you walked to wherever you needed to go. And uh, I I decided that those stairs were going to be like a huge problem for me. And so I don't know how, but I just climbed into our lime tree and just uh, took a quick nap. <laughs> and my my host mom woke me up and she called me Megancita. 
And when you are very hungover and your first language is English and somebody is yelling Megancita and like a lot of different words at you, it's very like overwhelming. Sure. And I just fell straight out of that lime tree. (laughs) Yeah. And like, how high up were you? I was only on like the first branch. Like it wasn't like too crazy. (laughs) Your feet were on the ground. No, not really. Not really. Um, and I know this is going to shock you because I'm very graceful and put together, but I definitely yeah. landed flat on my back. Like, I just kind of like fell off flat on my back. Um, and my host, on your face. Ouch. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would have been worse. But my host dad ended up kind of just like putting me on his back and carrying me up the stairs and putting me to bed. And after that, I was like, maybe tequila is not the right choice. In another tipsy tale, Kansas City balloon celebrity Molly Balloons and her friends Jadrian Salmons and Bryden Gray, they joined us on the show on our Tiki Taco episode. And Jadrian told us about the time that he ordered $93 worth of tacos from Tiki Taco. (laughs) Late, late, late one night, when all my friends were asleep, I went into each of their wallets, <laughs> found like the, mostly just one wallet, nearest credit card, ordered $93 of tacos for all of us. Everyone was asleep. What a great this friend. This story is I know, no, actually... Food arrived and I was like, well, they can't wake up. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. What a great I friend. I ate two tacos and then also fell asleep. This story actually is not as false as you think. We were. It was late night one time. It was. It was us three. We, yeah. we were there, and Haley was there. Oh my god! It was just us four, and we're used to like ordering tiki taco. Like we, this is something we do. But Jadrian was like, "Whatever you order, no, you need to order like four times as much." There's a lot of people here. The there woman was on the phone. People. Yeah, the woman on the phone kept saying, "Are you sure?" And I was like, like "Yeah, I'm sure." Okay, are you, are you ready? Did you get that? Double one? it. Double it. You know what? Just do another. And we. And then we get to the end. Haley somehow was like, yeah, I'll pay for it. And we get to the end of it. And she's like, okay, that'll be $93. And all of us are just laugh out loud. And no, we, it won't. <laughs> did you still it'll order it? It'll be 93 No. Oh, yeah. And then we said, go ahead. Because Haley, in her drunken state on the couch, was like, waved a left hand in the, in the air. And we were like, that's a yes. Order it. And then he came and it was... Oh my. Back in April, Fox 4 NASA expert Danielle Jones was on the show and we discussed the age-old question you have to ask when you have a NASA expert on the show. Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay, Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay, and I get asked about this all the time, and I feel like the nerd threshold is at a certain line, right? And anime is on one side, and then barely over the line is Star Wars and Star Trek, and you have to pick one. I love both fandoms for what they are. Um, I personally, I think I'm a Star Trek person because I do like the futuristic idea. I love the wormholes. You are more science-based. Yeah, the wormholes. I like, uh, you know, what Goldberg was there. Picard was there, who I, one of the best characters ever on TV. Um, I've never super gotten into Star Wars because I feel like I said that's over the nerd threshold for me. Like it's between dirt, uh, dork and nerd, and I can't do it. What about dweeb? There is a word. I haven't been called that in a long time. <laughs> Would you ever date a guy who, how, how should I put this? Would you ever date a guy that was really into Ewoks? When you say into Ewoks, like he likes to. He likes to 
to pose. Like okay. if he sees a, a, a an Ewok, he would. Because you could say into Ewoks, and I'm like, is that like right, some no, no, sort no, of a thing? Not a not a not a plushy or furry type okay, thing. Okay, yeah, because that I. Uh, um, I mean, you do you. Maybe but. maybe um, he just likes to pose with Ewoks. Like if he sees an Ewok statue mm-hmm. or an Ewok, he's um, just obsessed with the idea of this he, like furry. He, he's, he likes creature. to make friends with them. I mean, everybody loves an Ewok, right? Right. So no, yeah, you. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they're like charismatic teddy bears, right? Right. Yeah, so, there's nothing I mean, wrong with that. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, maybe the guy just likes to, you know, relive his childhood. I feel and, like you know this person. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just like posing with Ewoks. Specific question. Also on that episode with Danielle Jones, where we reviewed El Ranchero in Blue Springs, she asked me the question: Is there a type of taco that you wouldn't eat? It also revealed a weird story about her neighbor and squirrels. Let me tell you, my neighbor once made me stew in a crock pot. I ate the stew and I was like, oh, it's fine. And he goes, it's squirrel. He goes, you know all those squirrels that climb on your tree while you were gone? Wait a minute. I think we found it. I would not eat a squirrel taco. On our Thanksgiving episode, we recorded at Drunken Worm. Our guests, Davis D-Rock, Chad Crenshaw, and Shauna Downing performed our first Taco the Town Thanksgiving skit. We also ate a Thanksgiving flavored taco. Hope they have that again this year. Didn't exactly taste like Thanksgiving. It tasted more like Arbor Day, but I'm going to give it another shot. Here's our Thanksgiving skit from that episode. Wife, I hope this will be the first of many, many, many Thanksgivings to come. Why, maybe some year in the future, we might even eat something called the taco at Thanksgiving. If I may uh, interject. Yes, of course, Chief Massasoit. Massasoit. Uh, please, call me Greg. Hi. Hi, Greg. I'm Catherine. Didn't I see you at the fish fry last weekend? Oh, maybe, maybe. I think I saw you there, too. I remember that bonnet anyway. <laughs> hey, Greg, stop petting my wife. Oh, sorry. Didn't realize I was doing that. So here's my idea. What if we just simplify it? Just spitballing here. What about instead of Thanksgiving, we call it Turkey Day? Since we'll be eating this large stuffing filled turkey that me and my tribe hunted and killed for you, seems only right. This is the day we celebrate and honor the amazing, beautiful flightless bird, the turkey. Wow, Turkey Day has a nice ring to it and all, but there's much more to this day than turkey. Today is a day of giving thanks. Turkeys! What ugly creatures! I say we kill them all, wipe them out, all of them! Well, here's another thought. What about mashed potato and gravy day? What? Ooh, I like that. I mean, after all, we eat the mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey. We can all take a little nap. I brought a blanket and a pillow and I ate this delicious food and we helped hunt and kill and grow in our gardens and our land and you <clears throat> borrowed from us. I'd like to take a nap. Why, sure. You just go ahead and nap wherever you like. Maybe under that tree over yonder. That tree way, way over there. Out in that field. Oh, you could nap with me. Mm. Happy Thanksgiving from Taco to Town. Oh, guys, that was great.
since starting the show, my waking life has been all about tacos. Even my sleeping life has been filled with tacos. This past year, some of our guests asked me about my taco dreams and my taco nightmares. I got my question. Okay. Do you dream of tacos? And if yes, what was your last taco dream? Um, I think I dreamt last night about the show today because I knew we were coming here tonight. Yeah. I definitely had a dream about the show. I'm starting to dream more and more about the podcast. Yeah. Just because it's been my life now for 50 episodes. Woo-woo. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, uh, I definitely had a dream. I think it was a really boring dream of uh, just us recording the show, yeah. like what we're doing right now. Hopefully it's been more interesting <laughs> in real life than it was in your dream. I dreamt that we were sitting down with the microphones and talking. But You're I did, overworked, Dave. I, I know. You need it's, a break. You need a taco-cation. I do. I need to take a break to Burritoville. Yeah. But I did a painting called An Out-of-Body Taco Experience. Ooh. Yes. And it's about me as a child when I had an out-of-body experience, and it's me reaching towards these uh, ghost women yeah. that have tacos for me to eat. And that's what I wish would happen is I want dreams of floating tacos. Yeah. That's what I'm always – I'm always trying to get tacos in the sky so I can pl pl pluck mm. the tacos out of the sky to eat. Yeah. Whatever dream tricks I need to do to – have those taco dreams. I don't know what those Ooh. dream books say. Like, how do you formulate? How do you set up having that dream Meditation later that night? Meditation before yeah. bed. Mm -hmm. It's like Just tacos, 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 meditate tacos. Meditate with tacos, yeah. I want more taco dreams. Yeah. Have you had any taco nightmares? You're not going to believe this. Oh. This is a great question. Yeah. I Last night, I was having nightmares about Taco the Town. Really? What having, about it? I was having... A, I had a dream that we were recording the show <laughs> at, at a Denny's. <laughs> and we had to quit the show in the middle because one of my guests started kissing the waiter. Uh, which one Sarah? of us was it? I don't know. The guests weren't was you it guys. Himself? It was like a small man. Was almost like the this small guy from really Twin weird. Peaks. Oh, yeah. And he started like manhandling the waitress. And, like, and I was like, we're going to have to cut this show short. You don't lock it and down. I like was stressing about it in the dream. And I woke up like in a cold sweat. Being like, did I just make, did we just cancel the show? Oh, no, I still got to do the this show later This was last night. You're this not lying. Night. I'm totally being truthful. This is amazing. It is amazing. And it was at a Denny's. Was, and the guests were like a weird mishmash of people. There's the small man and uh -huh. there was like a cowboy. And like. Yeah, I wonder what that means. I don't know. Yeah. I was stressing about the show for some right. reason. Right. You were obviously thinking about it Over, and then you yeah. had that dream. Yeah. I don't know about the small man, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wacky year in taco news. Every week we check the taco news stories of the week on the show in a segment we call the taco ticker. Here are just some of the taco news stories we covered. One featured a delivery man dipping his nether regions into salsa. Another was about a man choking out a mountain lion. And then we just kind of put tacos into the equation on that one. Tennessee man faces felony charged for dipping testicles in salsa before delivery. I saw that. Is everyone doing okay? I need context. Right. Honestly, it kind of turned me on. Usually I'm not going to lie. Florida man in front of that sentence, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. You sure this isn't from Florida? Sounds like a real Florida thing to it do. It really does. People usually dip chips in salsa. A Maryville, Tennessee man had another idea. Of course it was Maryville. <laughs> How Anytime are... you look up Maryville, Maryville, Tennessee comes up, not I, Maryville, Missouri. I interrupted. I'm so sorry. I just... <laughs> Howard Webb, 31, is accused of placing his testicles in a salsa container that was then delivered to a low-tipping customer last month. Maryville police arrested Webb on Friday on a charge of adulteration of food, liquids, or wow. pharmaceuticals, mm. a Class C felony. 
The woman who received the salsa had ordered food January 12th from a local Mexican restaurant through Dinner Delivered, an online food delivery service. Webb was a passenger in a vehicle driven by an independent contractor who worked for Dinner Delivered. After the pair picked up the food from the restaurant, they made a video according to an arrest warrant. Webb produced a video showing him placing his testicles in a salsa I'm container. A chill move. And the driver really is move. heard laughing and stating, this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Uh, so true, she must though. have been, she must have been able to tell how much she was going to tip her before they I got think they, there. They, she'd already tipped before. It was a low sometimes, tipping customer yeah. previously. Oh. So sometimes that, you can pre-tip. That okay. that man yeah. was wrong, and I for I don't dipping think the testicles or for the tip. I don't think the tip was the tip was a bad move. I don't think testicle salsa is the way to go about that. Let's do some slyer moves like direct eye contact upon delivery <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a stern look of your tip was a little bit small. I have children to feed, but I I mean like. Oh. The only time I want testicles and salsa is like in the bedroom. Right. On your own time with the person you love. For food I'm not paying for. Uh, Webb is heard saying, oh, oh, it feels good. (laughs) The 14 second clip made the rounds on Facebook, racking up hundreds of shares. Police opened an investigation and the driver has not been charged, but the investigation is ongoing. Mm. Webb was not affiliated with the delivery service or the restaurant. It's unclear why he was in the vehicle. So people can just bring their friends when they're delivering food. Okay, so so I used to be yeah, I used to be a delivery person and there was a girl who worked at the Papa John's that I worked at and her boyfriend would work at the store for free and drive her <laughs> from delivery to delivery <laughs> while she worked her shifts. So, can someone help yes, me find that kind of commitment? <laughs> sometimes yeah. if you just want to work for free, yes, you can go on deliveries. Wow. But there's a detail I really need to know. Was it mild? Was it medium? Or was it hot? Well, he said it felt good. Maybe it was just mild. A slight tingle? Because if it was hot, oh, slight tingle. You do know what like people that, are into. If it, uh, yeah, like if I, it's you're spicy, right. you've got nerve why. endings down there. Yeah. Mm. I also would like to note that the pitch does not condone balls and salsa, <laughs> but I do condone balls and salsa. Just separation of those two entities, so we're clear. <laughs> Last week, a man running on a trail in Horsetooth Mountain Park in Colorado suffocated a mountain lion to death with his bare hands <laughs> as it attacked him. If you were starving and you were walking on a trail and there was a plate of tacos between you and a mountain lion, <laughs> would you have the strength to choke out the mountain lion with your bare hands before he ate your tacos? I would probably prefer uh, like maybe playing psychological games with mountain lion. I don't know that I would like be so physical, but I think I might succeed in like uh, tricking uh, the mountain lion to maybe like let me have the tacos or maybe give him just enough taco that he kind of like starts choking on it. That sounds pretty dark, but like I would try to be a little sneakier or mischievous with the way that I would get the tacos, but I don't think I would ever have the physical strength to even choke out a small deer, let alone a mountain lion. Would something ever make you want to choke out a small deer? I mean, everything makes me want to (laughs) choke out a small deer. (laughs) What if the mountain lion saw the guy and thought he was tacos, like in your scenario? Are you tacos? And then then you just attack the guy thinking he was tacos and he thought he was eating tacos. And then all of a sudden the guy chokes him out. How does a mountain lion learn what tacos are? Because I thought like Colorado was like all about burritos. You're right. Chipotle. Yeah. 
I mean, I think you're being very unfair to the mountain lion's palate and the things that they may or may not have enjoyed in their lives. No, no, I'm not saying that it's unlikely. I'm just curious as to how a mountain lion becomes familiar with tacos. Maybe there was a Taco Bell on the highway and the mountain lion saw Mm -hmm. it like, hmm, what's this? And he walked up to the dumpster and there were some old tacos in there. When Molly Balloons and her pals joined us on the show back on the Tiki Taco episode, they helped bring an act to Taco Bell news story, a crime story. This year was filled with Taco Bell crime, which we like to call cheesy gordita crime. It was a crime story about a woman saying that the Taco Bell workers were playing with her food. So here's the reenactment of of that crime story. This is another Taco Bell story. (laughs) A bus driver screamed at Taco Bell employees for playing with her food, quote unquote, playing with her food. (laughs) That's just it, how they make it at Taco Bell. <laughs> like, it's part just, of the process. So the, the top shell marries the meat. <laughs> Here they go down the aisle. When a cheese loves another. <laughs> when grade F meat loves sour cream very much. A Houston school bus driver is in hot water after getting caught on video yelling and cursing at Taco Bell employees and customers. The, like well, students are in customers. the bus. It's like on the way to class. <laughs> on the way with this. Bus full I'm going to be late for fifth grade. <laughs> Wait, Johnny. The woman was allegedly trying to get her meal for free after she accused the employees of playing with the food. In the viral video, which was taken by a customer and shared on social media, the angry bus driver can be seen screaming at the fast food workers behind the counter. Oh, my God. Who wants to play the bus driver? Jadrian. <laughs> he became, right. he like got ready in his There's, pose. It's at the very bottom. Those are her lines. Is it the and, quote? Yeah, in the quote. I don't got time for the bullshit. She yells. You keep laughing all you want more, to. More, give me more. Keep laughing. More. Keep playing. Trust me. Keep playing. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> all right. The woman's anger sh- grows, and then she threatens to have the employees terminated. Give me a different read this time. You need to be fired. <laughs> I work for the city. You need to be fired. First of all, that haircut sounds short. <laughs> the woman shouts. <laughs> Keep playing with the food like that shit is funny. She goes on. The customer recording the woman's tirade then speaks up about the woman's behavior. You work for the city and you're acting like this, he says. <laughs> you're goddamn right. <laughs> Why are you in my business? Was anyone talking to you? Why are you in my... Now she like owns the Taco Bell. <laughs> She responds. Because you're in a public place. He yells back. The, oh, more of- the person who recorded the video told Eyewitness News the Taco Bell employee was reduced to tears over the incident. <laughs> a spokesperson for the Houston Independent School District told Eyewitness News they were aware of the video that was circulating online and that the woman is potentially facing disciplinary action for her behavior. Wow. Uh. Iconic. I stand with her. That's a great story. (laughs) We should, like, when when we share this podcast, we should, like, really, that's out of the forefront. Like, I stand with her. Angry bus driver. Don't play with my food. You know, this was a pivotal year for Taco Bell. They always seem to be in the news every week. They opened up the pop-up Taco Bell Resort in Palm Springs. They uh, always seem to be involved in some sort of Taco Bell crime, cheesy gordita crime. And they added a vegetarian menu and they also pared down their menu, doing away with many of my longtime favorites like the Mexi Melt 
the gordita. I hear that the enchirito is no longer available. It's been a lot to take in. I've been kind of upset. Uh, here's when I had to vent about it on the show. I know. I can only imagine Taco Bell's had a rough summer. Um, They just announced yesterday that they've discontinued one of my favorites on the Taco Bell menu, the Mexi Melt. Oh. Oh. Any Mexi Melt fans? No, will you tell me what it is? It's too late now. Well, apparently we can't have it. It's gone. Wait, should I get it now or no, it's gone now? It's gone. Now I want one. (laughs) It was like a taco slash burrito with like uh, Rotel and I just can't explain it. It was a beautiful creation. It was almost on the secret menu. Was this on a figment of your imagination? Right. You ordered it more. If you truly were dedicated. <laughs> you daily well, they, Mexi melt. Well, they took the Enchirito off the menu, oh. but then you can still get it on the secret menu and be like, hey, I want an Enchirito. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> oh, right. But with the Mexi melt, they're like, nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> get them. No oh more. God. And then they, they don't make regular gorditas anymore. You have no. to get a cheesy gordita crunch. Do you remember the Baja gordita? I love the Baja gordita. I know. That was my favorite. And then you could get the I Baja sauce. I ordered that sauce. all the time. And then when they yes. were like, we can't give you Baja sauce anymore. That was a sad was day for so me as well. I was so angry. Their yes. volcano sauce. Or that, that one too, they should keep on deck. Yeah. I mean, Swirl. they're just taking all this stuff away from us. And I don't know where it's going to end, where we're going to end up mm-hmm. as I a society. I think that's natural selection on the Taco Bell menu there. Here's a question that a guest, Randy Mason, recently brought up on the show. What is the correct correct way to pronounce Taco Bell. Is it Taco Bell or Taco Bell? Oh. Because I've heard on their commercials, I've heard it said both ways. And I think, well, how weird is that? Do they not know? (laughs) They must not know. I don't think they know. Well, what what would you say? Did you know that the creator of Taco Bell is named Glenn Bell? No. So is it like his last name or is it? Named after the bell in the... Well, that's kind of how they've Like what came first? You know, I think his last name came first. So it could be Taco Glenn. Maybe he's like, (laughs) could we name it Taco Glenn? He's like, what about your last name? I was like, I guess we could do that too. Yeah. It reminds me once while we were in Oklahoma or Texas or somewhere, we saw Taco Mel's and I always thought (laughs) that just, that's kind of (laughs) discordant. Well, how do you say, we say Taco John's, Taco Bell. But but on some of their spots, they say Taco Bell with the accent on... I think that might be wrong. I think that might be... Well, how could a multi-gajillion dollar account. These are national spots. I'm thinking... They're well, so did, human. Did they just change in the middle and no one noticed? I think, yeah, I think I think people are just not watching the brand. Well, yeah, I think they're like, uh, nobody's saying, oh, you said it wrong. Yeah. They're like too embarrassed to bring it up because it's been <laughs> right. so long. Yeah. Like maybe no one will notice and then here you are. Yeah. I am just PR a PR nightmare. I've, I've been lacking a good outlet, but now, now that I've got one, I'm going to town. Now I'm going to just say Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Every Bell. Every time I say it. <laughs> Taco Bell. I, Welcome um, to I'm Taco Bell. I'm glad we had the opportunity to hash it out either oh, way. Oh, yeah, that's good. In our Town of the Taco segment where we talk about Kansas City, guests Amy O'Connor and Andrew Haggerty, who are not natives to Kansas City, they asked some questions in the what up with that, KC? The very first reaction was just what's up with the word Caddy corner. Oh, yeah, it's kitty corner. Oh, where you, you guys come from, corner? it's kitty? Where I come from, it's across the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is that across the street this way or across the street you just, that like, way? Usually you're pointing. Oh, you just point. Talking. Okay. Yeah, it people say that's a kitty lot. corner. People say caddy corner here. Caddy. Like, is it just like a really like well, sassy the first corner? Time some, somebody like, said uh, it to me. I didn't know what they meant. They were like, oh, it's caddy corner across from 
18th or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. That doesn't help. I don't know. Does what that, that mean? Is it, is yeah, it based on the women of wrong. the night? Cat, like a catty? cat, like a cat corner. Like that's where the cat, the girls like are. Cat girls are. Yeah. The catty girls are standing. <laughs> is that what it? Yeah. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. it is. All right. I think so. I don't know the yeah. origin of that word. Same thing uh, goes for kitty corner then. It's just the same the kitty, thing. Yeah, just the by kitties, a different name. Yeah. Diagonally across the street by any other name. Diagonally across the street is too much. That's to confusing. Yeah. You don't, you just be like, it's across the street. I mean, cause technically it is directly <laughs> across the street from something. I always thought everyone yeah. said catty corner. I didn't know it was a KC thing. It's I always thought everybody said kitty corner. And then when I moved here, I was like, I'll be polite. I won't say anything. And by the fifth person, I was like, what is up with this? It's definitely with like a Midwest <laughs> to the West thing. It's not yeah. something Can I, I ever ask, heard. There's another regionalism that I don't know about. If I say something and somebody doesn't understand it, the response instead of what is do what? Do what? Do what? Or like do what now? Do what now? I've heard do that. Do what? Do, do what, what now? It's kind of like, huh? Huh? It's like, do what now? Do what? Huh? People do say, what do, now? people say, do what? All the time. I haven't heard that. All the time. Ever Casually, do- too. Liz, Nick, they're from Mississippi. Wait, maybe it's this a is Mississippi wrong. thing. Hold on, though. Uh, okay, what? Other a- Kansas City people. <laughs> <laughs> Insert name here. So you you would say, what would your response yeah, be? Yeah, use it in a what? sentence. You would just use say, it in a you sentence? would just say, what instead of do what? Do what? But you would say, what? Is what? it always yeah. in what? A what did you question? say? That would be your That's response. too much energy. So you would. <laughs> so when you grew up, you just say what? Yeah. What? Instead of do what? Do what? Is it always in the context of being asked to do something, or is it like? It's normally Have like you a ever heard of yeah. Spanish gardens? Do what now? Do what? <laughs> do what now? Yeah. Right. Or like if you do what? You love because yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. Have I ever said do what to you? I'm going to listen for it now. <laughs> I'm going to listen for it all the I time. Bet, now. Yeah. I'm just going listen to start. Listen for it in Sean. Where's Sean? I'm just going to go, huh? Huh? I'm just going to go, what? Huh? Well, huh? Yeah, I'll just say well, that. Well, huh? Now do what? <laughs> yeah. A new segment introduced this year on Taco the Town was our sports corner where we discussed the 1983 Huey Lewis and the news album Sports. Okay, we only did it once but it was pretty fun. This is called Taco the Town Sports Corner or Tacoing About Sports. <laughs> Let's hit the sounder. <laughs> All right, guys, this is, of course, the segment on Taco the Town where we talk about the 1983 album Sports by Huey Lewis and the <laughs> 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 All right, guys, what do you think? Best song on sports. Hip to be square. Is that's that on? Not on sports. I just knew who Huey Lewis uh, in the news was, though. That's, that's a great song, though. That is actually on four F O R E exclamation point, which was the follow up to sports. I want a new drug. Hey, that's what I was going to go with. That's my favorite <laughs> jam on on sports. It's an album called Sports. Okay. Do you have any memories of listening to oh, I Want a New Drug or you like the music video or why would you say that's your favorite song on sports? Because I know it and. Yeah, that's it, I think. I was going to say you might go with Heart of Rock and Roll. That's a good one. Okay. Um, Curtis? Heart and Soul. Oh, that's a great jam. Great video. Great video. The opening of the doors Mm -hmm. and dancing at the party. Uh, I I live my life like that video. I try to. A popular segment on the show is bad reviews, read in a funny voice. Here are some good bad reviews from the past year. These are from Kate Hogan, Jadrian Salmons. And even E. Bing. If you've never had good Mexican, aka not Midwest Mexican, then you'll love this place. But if you, oh, like wow. me, 
are Hispanic, born and raised on the border of South Texas and had a grandmother who disciplined you with a broomstick, but you still loved her because she made fresh tortillas at 5 a.m. every morning, then no, you will not love this place. Keep on walking. One star. Oh my it gosh. sounds like she wants to be spanked. Is that what you took? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she needs a little broom, broom action. Smack, yeah. smack. My name is Grubby. The vibe of this place is cool, but I'm only giving two stars because they charge 50 cents extra if you want sauce on your taco. The sauce is given in a small plastic cup, and the amount is only enough for one taco, so you have to buy multiple sauces. I just think that this is a completely shitty business model. <laughs> they started with like the amount of sauce you can have per taco and then like worked out from there. <laughs> if you want to be part of the community and last long as a business, stop chasing that short money. Super greedy mentality. Even sushi restaurants don't charge extra for spicy mayo. <laughs> like, where is his line? Like, what is his motivation? I hope they reconsider their business model. I'm definitely not going back. And this is not because I'm afraid to drop 50 cents extra. Sounds like you are. <laughs> Sounds like you are. So you're pretty bothered for not being bothered. It's because I can tell when a business is trying to satisfy their customer. This one is not. The tacos taste like cardboard without sauce. <gasps> Two stars. Iskidar says, if you want to save your money and eat good, please avoid eating here. The kids are even disappointed. Sad. One, the ordering process is confusing. Two, the food took too long to come out. I can't believe it took an hour. Yeah. Three, it's very expensive. Tacos are a small quantity. Four, cold food. I'm not even sure if they know how to make tacos. Five, by far, worst tacos in town. No flavor at all. Six, the people scream your name when the food comes. But how do you hear them? The music is very loud. Apparently they changed that. <laughs> this is by far the most disappointed place in Kansas City. I'm assuming... This is going to close soon. Okay. One star. Gosh. I was like, ding, ding, wow. ding, ding. ding. <laughs> right. <laughs> From time to time, we like to do a Kansas City jingle challenge here on Taco the Town. This is where I sing the start of a popular local Kansas City jingle and the guest finishes the jingle and they get points. Here's a jingle off from back in December of last year with Kate Hogan and the Weatherford Brothers. Oh gosh, these are going to be tough. All right. Here we go, guys. Ready? Oh gosh. Uh -huh. Oh gosh. Jingle number 1. If you want it now, rent it now. Steve. Let Avenue Rentals Ooh, show you yeah. how. <laughs> Avenue you Rentals. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Steve, good job. That's really good. I had to, I had to dig deep for that one. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. That was during AMY. Yeah. Good job bringing that one yeah. back. Jingle number two. Oh, gosh. Steve, you're in the lead. Alaskan fur. Kate. Alaskan fur. <laughs> yeah. <Good job>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, remember those commercials? They kind of, what they a great kind of, jingle. Yeah, I was going to say, they kind of took it, took a bath that day on the jingle riding. Remember the lady in the fur in the commercial? Oh, yeah. You kill animals. Okay, uh, jingle number three. Ooh, that Celsius tannery. Uh, Kate, 
Give it, give it, give it, give it to, to me. <laughs> no. Now, does she get lose points for doing no, that? No, yeah. Oh, okay. no. I don't know. It. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that one. Ooh, that Celsius tannery. Love the way they flatter me. Oh, oh yeah. 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 They yeah. Do. So nobody got that one. Skin. Here we go. Number four. <gasps> Shawnee Mission Kia. Oh, Kate. Steve, my mic. It's a cave. Let's do it cave. together. Um, just a short, short drive. Chani Mission Parkway in 35. Yeah, nice. <laughs> She's winning now. Okay, Kate's got two. Oh, oh, I tried to one. get in on that one. Jingle number five. Standard. Boom, 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 boom. Kate. Bye, Mike. Oh. Improvement <laughs> Company. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Oh, my gosh. There's AM Live and Skip yeah. School. That's These are all AM Live. <laughs> yeah. here's, the, here's the next one. Three, two, Kate. one. Two two seven seven <laughs> anytime night or day. <laughs> yep, got it. Man, okay. All right, Mike, you're gonna get. I'm trying. It. All right, here we go. Midwest Hemorrhoid Treatment Center. Steve. Ah, oh. oh. Mike, don't suffer in <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I almost called that one time. That was so good. All right, we got three more here. Calling your service, man. Kate. Mike. Oh, Jesus. From AB May. That's a really old one. She's just good at like ringing in quickly. <laughs> oh, wait. I got. Okay. Here's another one. Here's a good one. At Hive. Steve. Where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Nice. Okay. Here's a good one. A1 Mortgage. Steve. <sighs> Making your dreams come alive. No, a reality. <laughs> Making your dreams we a reality. Do. Okay, buzz in. Mike. Sing it again. A one mortgage, making your dreams a reality is <laughs> what we do. It's not. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. A <laughs> one mortgage. <laughs> okay, this one's a good one. This one's popular. Okay. Come on down to the grass pad. Oh, See, Mike. Oh. The grass pads are on rails. How come all Kansas City jingles? Everyone sings like this. Yeah, there's yeah, one in the lake, on There's one right down the street from here. Grass pad? Yeah. 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 Okay, here we go. You'll find it at Mike. Oh, it's like it sounds like Culver's. You'll find it at. You'll find it at Oh <laughs> but I don't remember what the word is. What? Gomers. Gomers. Oh, yeah, it's the uh, liquor store. Yeah, it's the liquor store. Oh. Okay, here's the last one. Oh, Kate, you're, you're way Gomers. in the lead. It's okay. uh, it's six to two. Man. Okay, here we go. Suburban lawn Steve. and garden. Growing with you. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Oh, that was great. We love music here on Taco the Town. We love singing. We love to have musicians on. We're always singing songs. I think tacos and music go hand in hand. Here are some of the finest singing moments from the past year. Singer and actress Lauren Brayton was recently on the show, and we discussed her favorite song to listen to in the car when going to get tacos. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Do you have something that really um, fires Kokomo you up? Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Okay, nice. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take a Bermuda, Bahama, come, come on, pretty mama. mama. Key Lago, Montego, ooh, I want uh, 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 the Florida Keys. We're I forgot. Dark chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> the tropical contact. I way down in Kokomo, Ruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take. <laughs> yep. I like the part where he goes. 
Tropical cake melting in our hands. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite line from that There's song. There's another one too. Um, it's a, oh, Monterey. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want what? So Monterey steak. Does he say something about a steak? Yeah, d- yeah. Some it gets a little muddy there with yeah. the words because sometimes I want to. I think he says, "I want to catch your clams." Catch your clams. Is that what he's? I think he says glimpse. I, I want a glimpse. Catch a glimpse. Doesn't he say that? <laughs> what's your most know. What's your most misunderstood lyric? Um, in your life, Billie Jean, not my lover. She's just a girl. Oh, I am the one, but the chat is not my son. The chat is not my son. <laughs> I think it's uh, my whole life. I've gone. I think it's the Chad is not my son. Okay. But Chad is not my son. (laughs) And it's, I think it's like, but the Chad. It's it's supposed to be the kid, but he says Chid. Oh, but so you're close. Oh, it's kid. It's kid. Yeah. But the Chad is not my (laughs) Chad. We also asked that same question to Rick Tamblin when he was on the show recently, when we did the tacos at PR's place. He told us his favorite song to listen to in the car when he's on his way to get tacos. And uh, we turned it. We reversed it and made it into a taco classic. Hotel California. Hotel California. Okay. Really? All five minutes and six seconds. Live version? Nah, I'm a, I'm a, You're the classic. Sorry, classic rock hound. You know, I wish he would have had a line about tacos in that song. Like, the warm smell of tortillas. <laughs> Rising up through the air. Is that what he says? Nacho cheese in the air. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Up ahead in the distance, (laughs) I see the Taco Bell sign. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) Let's rewrite Hotel California. I never liked that song as much as I like it now. (laughs) I played that song probably 500 times (laughs) at least on the air. Oh my God. It's like, is that the song at the end of the shift where you're like, okay, we can play this and we'll be good? I get this and I get out five minutes and six seconds (laughs) early. <laughs> on our Taco John's episode where we celebrated the 50th birthday of Taco John's, the Weatherford brothers and I created a Bobby McFerrin style taco song. Oh, okay. We could do Can we all three do it? Yeah, I think so. I'll start with like the bass line. You're going to get a beat? Mm-hmm. This is funny because we used to really be into Bobby McFerrin. We did. We had that Bobby McFerrin stuff. When I eat the tacos, they are really good. When I eat the tacos, I love my food. We're missing a sound though. He does like a sometimes he does like a trumpet type thing. That's good. That was good. I could jam to that all day long. On our festive holiday party episode last December, we recorded it at Tiki Cat with guests Grammy-winning singer Katie Crawford and KC radio personality Brady Goodman and Chris Garibaldi. We were well into the tasty tiki cocktails, and we were really 
aglow with the warmth of the holiday season. And it had us all just really feeling our Christmas oats. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Don't stop. <laughs> Keep going. I was. Doesn't really go with the tiki music we're hearing. <laughs> What's your favorite like funny musical artist Christmas song? That's like uh, like a like Bono. Uh, what is that? Yeah, and Bruce yeah, yeah. Springsteen sings some Christmas songs. Of Elton really? John. Oh man. The sun is out. What's that one? Yeah, um, <laughs> Paul McCartney. Simply. Oh yeah, ha, Paul ha, McCartney ha, and ha, Wings. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, a you great know, one. that song gets a bad rap because it's terrible. I <laughs> love that song. Oh my god, I love it. I'm probably the only one, and I don't a even care. Choir it's so great. Of children sing, hum, hum, hum. <laughs> chung, ding chung, chung, dong, ding dong. Yeah, and that keyboard solo is. It's incredible. That it's like, synthesizer. Oh it's my like god! Somebody got high and found a really bad keyboard sound and could not let go of it. What about this? This this weird thing chung, that chung, I've got chung, here. Chung, ding chung, ding <laughs> oh, this could be a Christmas song. Um, what about Elton John's "Step Into Christmas"? Anybody like that one? Step into Christmas. Yeah, that's the I name don't of think it. I've ever heard that. Could you Second. sing it for us, Dave? I don't think you I've don't heard know it. that one. No, you know that one. No. Welcome to my Christmas song. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for you. You don't know that one? Dude, wow, you do an really amazing job. I know. I, well, I, I'm Somebody a, get this man a I, Grammy. Uh, I did place number one karaoke singer in Kansas City 2002 singing Crocodile Rock. Nice. Whoa. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to brag or anything. There's two contemporary Christmas songs that I think should be a part of the canon of Christmas. Number one, God Rest His Soul, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. George Michael, Wham. Wham. And number two, God Rest Your Soul, Mariah Carey. What was her? She's so young. All I want for Christmas. All I want yeah. for Christmas is you. Yeah. She has God, not I passed wish, away. I wish she was still with us. Her and Susan Boyle died in that plane crash remember what is susan boyle dead yeah her and mariah carey remember they're on vacation can i put in a vote i am so uh, confused mariah carey and christian okoye mariah carey okoye they were married and then the plane went down um i would like to uh put in a vote for uh dmx doing jingle bells if you haven't heard that oh no yeah what would you say is the worst christmas song you hear it you have to christmas shoes no contest what is that what have you never is that heard a country song? Okay. Where do they play that? I Everyone just hit pause my, my, <laughs> and listen my, to my, Christmas my shoes, Christmas and then shoes. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Girl, Christmas is my favorite thing. Do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till it's Christmas again. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I wanna put on. My, 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 my Christmas shoes. <laughs> and Christmas with you. I think we just made a new Man, hit song. Dave. Whatever that was we was much better than the actual Christmas shoes. Uh, at least a thousand public. times better than the song I'm talking What's about. Christmas shoes? Is it like... Just, uh, you know, look that up on YouTube, and I apologize in advance, but it is the worst Christmas song of all time. And that's going to do it for our second anniversary special on Taco the Town. Thanks to everyone who was on the show this year, and to everyone who listens and supports the show. We couldn't do it without you. Well... We could, but it would just be really sad, and it would just be me in a basement with an old boombox 
and a cassette tape, and that would be sad. So thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to executive producer Chris Garibaldi for running things on the corporate end back at the Taco, the town corporate office, and making sure we're doing what we set out to do in the very beginning, making the best taco podcast in Kansas City. And thanks as always to engineer and editor Matt Allen for always cutting together a tip-top, deliciously sounding show, pulling together all the music and sound clips week after week and making this show shine like the golden taco that it is. And thanks to Curtis Seabolt, Rhiannon Birdsall, and Katie Crawford for lending your voices to our segment intros. And thanks to all the taco spots and locations that we recorded at this year. Thanks for letting us invade your space and doing our little taco show. I'd like to end our second anniversary show was something I said on the very first episode of Taco the Town. Taco the Town will continue to be the podcast for taco lovers. A safe place. A judgment-free taco zone. There's a lot of great food out there, but there's just something special about tacos. Thanks for taking the time to make time for Taco the Town. If we all just took a little bit more time to make time for tacos, our lives and the world will be all the better for it. We'll keep doing the Lord's work and keep eating all the tacos in the town. Keep listening and we'll keep crunching unless it's a soft taco what sound does a soft taco make it's kind of a smushing sound keep listening we'll keep smushing that doesn't sound right never mind remember you can follow us on facebook at taco the town kc or on twitter at taco the town kc please rate and review and subscribe to our show on apple podcast stitcher and podbean thanks again for listening and until next time go eat some tacos folks it's me captain lotus pool half horse half human and i'm here to tell you that the good old delicious goodness that you enjoyed in your first bite of lotus pool records llc is still in every album we sell even 27 years after we started the dang label hell we've only gotten more delicious now that we've got the whole zoom catalog and artists like heidi lynn gluke and don't forget classics like panel donors Lobedom and Global. Right up there on the shelf next to Bully Pulpit's Pop Delight, Bylaws. Or oh, those Sun Eaters boys, sly little monsters. Their latest is blazing across the country on independent radio and even sits on the top 30 albums on the Relics Jam Band chart. Oh well, I guess I'm just here to say that we love you. And we'd love it if you could put us on your playlist, recommend us to your friends, and buy a little merch from the lotuspool.com store. Whatever you do, please take a listen to Lotus Pool new and old. The music is timeless, and we love having you a part of our little family. Night, y'all.